Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops, gentlemen, remember, they're large, they're fast, and they're drinking all our craft beer. Oh, and they really love bad movies. That's their idea of tourism. So they're hipsters. Oh, God, are we hipsters? (laughs) I hope not. Hops and Box Office Flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back. This is our 166th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wabam Entertainment. We are the internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight, we continue our ode to space's greatest hunter, Hops and Hunting Ground Flops, with a reboot that failed to reignite the franchise, 2018's The Predator. Along with me for this last stand are the asshole kid who would pull a fire alarm, Chumpzilla. If it bleeds, we can drink it. And nefarious government agent in disguise, Captain Cash. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, there's a lot of fucking calls over here. Over thing. here. <laughs> <laughs> Want some candy? Wait, no, no wrong yeah. one. I've got. I mean, this that, was a Halloween movie. This is a Halloween movie. <laughs> It right. was it was right there. How did they not go for it? I'm just gonna say it right now. This is the Halloween three of Predator sequels. Just saying. <laughs> I'd give it a Halloween five because there is a Predator in it. So sort of. I don't know. Uh, so points for you. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and Bo Flops, and you can find Wabam Entertainment at W O B A M E N T on Twitter and Instagram. The Predator which uh, you should not own, but I do because it came in a pack of Predator movies, is available to rent across most platforms mm. for $3.99. Seems like the thunderous wizard doth protest too much. You you bought this, didn't you? No, no, that's absolutely 100% fair on T-Dub's part there, Captain Cash. The only way to own this movie is if it comes bundled with other Predator films. And that's fair. You know what? Yeah, I, I, I resent that. Unlike the Alien quadrilogy, where it was smart enough to be like, you know what? AVP doesn't exist, and neither does AVP2. This is like, (laughs) no, the Predator definitely exists, and now you fucking have it. And it's going (laughs) to sit in your your box, (laughs) and you're going to feel shame. Until you make a podcast about it. I hope you're happy. You know, let's be honest here, folks. This is just an exercise, uh, so T-dubs can... Uh, work out some demons here he can exercise his demons are we just going through your back catalog of shitty movies that were bundled with other movies that you bought is that what this podcast i mean i guess it's a don't don't tempt fate here captain cash that's a road you don't want to go down i mean how many i I guess it's a tax write-off right (laughs) worse ideas how many movies have we done on this podcast where i just give you the screen pass because i actually own them it's like I mean, I don't want to say too many because I'm happy to not have to pay to watch these movies. But it's on too the other many. hand, it's too many. Yeah, <laughs> for my own mental health, it's probably too many. Uh, side out, side out was the pinnacle of that. Yeah, but that movie rules. I mean, that like legit rules. Okay, fair, fair. 
Uh, let's talk beer because tonight we are drinking Victory's Summer Love Ale. It's a Pilsner with a Captain Cash non-approved 5.2% ABV. Bummer. It is a very light beer. Uh, it carries a refreshing, aromatic, earthy, and citrusy hop flavor of lemon and pine. I chose this beer because uh, the can, when I was buying it, had a baseball player uh, emblazoned on it. And because what baseball is to America, killing dumb people is to the predator. It is their pastime. What is their take me out to the ball game? Uh, I'm surely they have some kind of song about hunting. I kind of wonder. It's got to be some sort of like creepy, like, la- like Billy's laugh is in there. Oh, yeah. They definitely like sample Billy's laugh. Yeah. A couple of other candy. Yeah. With the lots of candy. Kind, kind of like you auto tune that with like Frankenstein, like, you know, Edgar White's Frankenstein. Buy me some candy and Cracker Jacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care if that spine ever gets back. There we go. Because it's root. Root, root for the... Because it's slice, 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 Gary Busey. Slice (laughs) him clear in half. Anyway, so uh, the Summer of Ale, as I said, it's very light. I enjoy it. It's easily three bad movies because it is just a refreshing Pilsner. Which, yeah. Fun fact. Do you guys know why they classify certain beers as a Pilsner? Is this fact going to be fun or is it going to be tedious? No, this is fun. Well, that's sort of, it's beer fun. No, so that's a no. I take that as a no. That's a no. That's I do, accurate. I do want to know, technically. But, well, I do believe it comes from the Czech Republic and the Pilns River. Uh, they call it a beer that is brewed with that river's beer, a Pilsner, because of the light color that it carries. So it's not so much about the flavor or the actual ingredients, it's the color of the beer or the clarity of the beer. And the Europeans associated that with beers brewed with water from the Pils River out of the Czech Republic. So that's why all the beers out of there, like, you know, Pils Urkel, or Pils Urkel, yeah, Pils Urkel, Urkel. all that yada, 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 that's Pilsner. It's not about ingredients, it's not about taste, it's about color, which comes from the river water. So there we go. See, again, oh, you okay. said fun yeah. fact, and yeah. here we are 30 seconds later. Not any funner for that. Although well, that fact was funner than this movie, which was That's directed point. by Shane Black, uh, whose movies and writing I generally love. Uh, of I, course, the Nice Guys? He wrote I, Lethal Weapon. He wrote <laughs> The Last Boy Scout. He wrote uh, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Uh, Pod, directed. Pod appearing uh the long kiss good night yep he also con- good contributed to the writing of last action hero uh kiss kiss bang bang which i've recommended on the pod like i have a lot of love for shane black and i'm not sure how sideways this went behind the scenes but this is not something good, happened here yeah, something it's, bad it's well, not a strong effort and don't forget he was a supporting role in the original predator Yes, and an on-set screen doctor as well. Yeah. Uh, so Shane Black, obviously master of action scripts. This movie is almost too Shane Black. Like it, it, it doesn't have an identity whatsoever, and it's a problem. Anyway, like he went back to the same well and on a couple of fronts, one too many times on this movie. Oh, uh, one too many. 
try like every other sentence too many mm-hmm. uh this movie stars boyd i'm the asshole from logan holbrook as quinn mckenna you've Kentucky's got finest oscar nominated jacob tremblay as rory mckenna you've got keegan aaron michael key as coil <laughs> olivia Silock munn as casey brackett who not sure why that character exists but We'll talk about that wow. when we get to the We plot. need at least one girl in our Predator movie, all right? I, I have thoughts on this. Let's get to it later. We've got Thomas Doors and Corners kid, Jane, as Baxley. TJ! I, I threw that uh, reference in there just for you, Captain Cash. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's an Expanse thing. My recommendation for the we, 80th time on this yeah. pod. Wait, was he in DuckTales too? Oh, God, I he, wish. He was launched. He's band. not. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Okay. We've got Sterling Silk Robes and Kimonos. Kay Brown is Traeger. And, Criminally underused. And Travante, I'm Mike Tyson now, Rhodes as Nebraska, and the only actual person to appear in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He, he is the he's the one believable human. Like Sterling K. Brown is good and fun in this movie. But Travante uh Rhodes is the only one who's like, oh no no, they make sense. Okay, I like them. Can I have? Can I see more of them, please? I he, I care about him and want to know more about his story. Yeah, please. I, I hope uh, he's okay. I hope he makes it. He is this movie's Mac, one hundred and ten percent. He actually has like human moments. You come to have like some sort of connection to him. The yeah, problem I, is, the I rest want him of the to be okay. Is caricatures broad strokes caricatures too i they're like video they're like a video game crew you're not you're not supposed to really get to know them you're not supposed to actually care they're just there to crack quips and uh get killed so i will say this i'm not sure what shane black was actually trying to achieve here but it feels like he's trying to ape that dynamic he had with the original predator crew of characters like he wants to recreate that is he trying to subvert it and put a twist on it i can't really tell because the movie doesn't really get deep enough but it certainly feels like he's trying to create that dynamic again where you have that ragtag bunch of big characters stuck together yeah and we're going to talk about that because this movie has a lot of severe plot issues but reportedly uh this film went through all manner of hell on its way to the big screen delays Uh, They reshot the entire third act. There's disastrous test screenings prior to that, which prompted them to reshoot the entire third act. There was a leaked script online that drove the online community nuts. And like, this can't be what this movie's about. This sounds terrible, which by the way, if you haven't seen it, just shut the fuck up. It can only get better. Trust us. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's a script, right? It's like the same reason you don't get all hot and bothered about costume tests. I, I do. Say this. I do I, get hot and bothered about costume tests. Oh, and we know that, Captain Cash. But I will tell you, I have a one-point plan to fix this movie, and I will reveal it later. But okay, Ooh, tantalize you, that audience. You've also you've also got Shane Black inexplicably hiring an ex-sex offender friend of his, and then Ooh. writing a scene where he sexually harasses oh. Olivia Munn. Ah! Oh, yeah, not cool, Shane. What happened ah! there? That's easily researchable and people found out and it got weird. Wow, well, Shane Black. Here's mm. the weird thing. Uh, she found out, she complained to Fox and they basically told her to shut up. 
to the point where she was actually doing promotion for the film oftentimes alone because the studio like rallied the rest of the cast against her oh tj no it's like a really sterling k brown situation can can we just burn it all down now i say we just burn it all down now so originally the third act involved the loonies which is what this new crew of mercenaries calls themselves teaming Uh. up with the good predators to take on the upgraded predators which we'll talk more about the plot that's what apparently tested quite poorly also it was shot during the daytime the studio didn't feel that was sufficiently scary enough fyi this movie's not scary at all so it's not no it's not i i don't get it and then they also tacked on a sequel tease of which oh it's gross it's bad hemorrhage inducing (laughs) i disagree but uh, it's not good. No, no. I don't like the way it's presented, uh-huh. but I think it's an interesting concept. It's, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, it is studio notes personified. Mm-hmm. I think they're on to something. I'll give the studio credit. But so we'll IMDb it. describes this movie as follows When a young boy accidentally triggers the universe's most lethal hunters return to Earth, only a ragtag crew of ex soldiers and a disgruntled scientist can prevent the end of the human race. By the way, that is 75% not the movie. He does yeah. not trigger this. Nope. She's not a disgruntled scientist. Nope. This is I a mean, terrible description. It you know, listen, if I if I am employed as a scientist and in the process of doing my job, my employers attempt to kill me. I would become disgruntled. So I will allow disgruntled. I do not believe preventing the end of the human race is any part of this. It's actually like, like we're just letting them kill us before climate change. That's like, <laughs> again, yeah. again, which we already covered in Predator 2. Yeah. So uh, how would you describe this in one sentence, Captain Cash? This is three pounds of predator movie ideas in a one pound predator bag. Uh, Chubzilla. Okay. Uh, Rain Man meets the predator. Hilarity does not ensue. That's uh, slightly offensive, but I would just say when predator fan fiction goes wrong. Uh, Also, (laughs) I mean, a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I'm very sorry, Predator 2. I was way too hard on you. It'd been a See? while since I watched this movie. See? You're bad. Predator, uh, Predator 2 still, it holds up. I, I stand by it holds up. You're not it holds, this bad. It, it holds up through the lens of a 90s movie. It does. It, it definitely does. I have to say, T-Dubs, it makes me very happy to see that you've come around on Predator 2. I saw it on Twitter. I'm hearing it now in person. Well, this movie is a fucking travesty. That that warms my cold, dead heart. So let's get into the plot. The Predator opens with a space chase, which is a Predator fleeing from something we're not sure of yet. He crashes somewhere south of the border. And then we meet McKenna, who's sniping some bad guy types before they can execute some hostages. Unfortunately, this is disrupted by the aforementioned crash. McKenna discovers the wreckage as well as some sick tech before besting the already wounded predator. Who then also murders the other two members of his crew. Yes. In typical predator fashion, leaves them hanging upside down 
which like we're going to talk about it, but I have a it. It's a callback. Is, it's a callback. It's a callback. But this predator, we later learn like uh, we're not doing spoilers yet. Just put it put an asterisk here. We're coming back. This is this is where I start to have problems with the movie that they later present us. But it does yes, bug yeah. me that this this particular predator who has just crash landed takes the time to murder and skin somebody. It's like it. Yeah. If you think about any of this movie, especially what follows this, which I actually really like this scene and then the movie falls apart completely because it makes absolutely no sense. I will say this, this little opening sequence accomplishes one thing and one thing only, excuse me. It establishes that this is a predator creature that we know. Like, oh, yeah, it's the yeah, He predator. does the thing. He hangs he does, upside he does, down. He does the thing. It's like, ah, we know this predator. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's invisible. It does the thing. Uh, yeah. I do like that we learned that what makes the predators invisible is a round ball, which I assume is a bead that they insert in their, I, I will say, cloaca. I don't really know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm assuming that's the same thing that like, the Black Panther uses, too, in the Marvel movies, right? Just, you just hi- it's just hiding in the little just, prison wallet. Yep, and then boom. Just get and clench, and you're invisible. Clench yeah, again, that's uh, it's, visible. That sounds that's how possible. I do it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so McKenna, who now has all this really radical tech, just ships it to the USA to a P.O. box. Because the post office never checks on any of that shit. But but he does not ship the anal, the invisible anal bead, the invisibead. He swallows that. Yep. Good call, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, true story. There's a deleted scene that then shows Sterling K. Brown find him in this Mexican village and arrest him. Uh, which would make a lot more sense in the context of the movie, but we don't get that because wow. the next time you see him, he's just arrested. And what happened to the box? Well, he didn't pay for his PO box because theme of the movie, McKenna's a deadbeat. Mm. McKenna sucks. Like the, the yeah. sooner we all accept McKenna sucks, the better we all are. He's and, terrible. And you, he's a and you terrible know what? That's, that's a very cliche, like eighties slash early nineties action here. I think like, He's just down on his luck because he can't take care of his family because he can't keep a job. Somehow that's supposed to be endearing, but he's just. But he's an elite sniper that the American government sends on hits in Mexico. You know what? He probably really likes playing the lotto. I'm just going to say lots, lots of scratch offs. He's one of the least endearing characters in any Predator film. Like if it's it's not the lotto. Yeah, it's not the lotto. It's the ponies. Too much money on the ponies, McKenna. Oh, I can see that. Like, if you thought Danny Glover wasn't charismatic, then this guy shows up and you're like, no, you know what? No, Danny Glover was fine. Danny Glover was not the problem for Predator 2. So this package that he ships arrives to his son, who tinkers with shit like all kids do, and alerts the whatever was following Iron Man 3 to its whereabouts. Pretty much the exact same thing. Uh, Anyway... We then go over to Casey Brackett, the scientist, uh, who is recruited to analyze the Predator from the crash. Again, all the shit shown off screen. This movie is really bad at telling its own story. Apparently, yes. his blood contains human DNA. Okay. What? But we, we do get one great line where she looks at all the other scientists and she goes, 
you want to know who fucked an alien? And I'm like, okay, that was funny. Good job, Shane Black. That was a now, good line. Now, now that, that, that is funny because, you know, that's what science dorks would say when that was discovered. Somebody was, done fucked an alien. Somebody fucked an alien. Uh, so in any event, that's sort of the main plot point of the movie that, of course, really makes no sense. But here's the thing. I'm going to say that not only doesn't it make sense, which it does not, it is also completely unsatisfying in the context of the film. Like it really doesn't that that's kind of that like is the, totally fair. That's and kind of the angle of this whole movie, and it sort of doesn't work. It's I just would not it's not fun. When we get to the climax of this movie, I'll go into the original sure, third sure. act of the movie. Please. And with that structure of the movie, it makes more sense, but at the same time, it's still a very stupid plot point. So now we're over to the loonies. Uh McKenna, he has been arrested, of course. You don't see that unless you watch the deleted scene. He escapes and the pursuit is on. They well, want no, no, up- so time out. Go back. M- McKenna gets arrested, but they're putting him on a bus, which is yeah. where he meets the loonies, who are yes. all people with mental disorders from having served in some form of army, Marine Corps, PTSD military service. Is hilarious. It's yeah, I mean, mental health played for yucks is not. I, I, yeah. No, here's the problem I have with this grouping, this the the loonies or whatever. It's clearly a, a half-hearted attempt to recreate the ensemble cast of the original Predator, where you just got a bunch of like rough and tumble dudes together. You got Jesse the Body, you got Carl Weathers, you got Arnold, you got Bill Duke, you got. Hawkins and uh, what, Martinez or whatever. Okay, so you're trying to bring the crew together. And so here's the crew together for this movie. But the the unifying factors, they're all considered to be mentally ill. And that's literally it. It's like, ah, look, they're all crazy. So to I, Captain Cash's point, right? It doesn't really stick. They're on their way to prison. The bus yeah. gets a call. You got to come back to this lab. Because shit is going down. So they go back. The Predator escapes. They meet up with, with Dr. Brackett. They wind up at a hotel. Other shit happens. Ultimately, they discover that the Predator will be heading for Rory because he has the tech that his idiot dad shipped to the P.O. box that he doesn't pay for because he's a deadbeat. That's yes. the theme of the movie. Um, more things happen. The upgrade predator finally shows up. That's who was chasing the original predator. No, can, well, can we stop calling him the upgraded predator? That's what he's called. called. He's call the him? ultimate predator. He's, he's the super the, predator. He's called super the upgrade. Predator. Like upgrade with, with two R's. Okay. Wait, no, the super predators are different things, aren't yeah. they? He's the upgrade. upgrade. Why? Okay. Because how did he become upgraded? Through human DNA testing. That's how. Clearly, your <laughs> DNA, T-dubs. This movie sucks. Uh, anyways, the upgrade predator arrives, immediately mercs the smaller one, and then a bunch of terrible science takes place before Rory is kidnapped by Traeger. And it, again, none of this makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rory's DNA. Rory has autism. Uh, his DNA is the key to the next step in evolution. That's Autism the... as a superpower is definitely a choice yes did not have that on my action movie bingo card but uh yeah let's go forward and again like the movie with john travolta i have nothing against jacob tremblay 
but if you're going to write a role, then be inclusive and cast somebody with Asperger's or autism to play that role. Fair because enough. what you get here is somebody acting poorly in a series of really cliched stereotypes. And it's pretty awful. Well, so like, this is the thing that frustrates me about this kid. They do all of like the hallmark rain man stuff. Like, Oh, he can move the, he can remember exactly where the chess pieces were, but there's never a challenge for him to be neuro atypical. He just acts like a precocious child the entire time. Like, he well, does not act like a child. He acts like how they write movies for children yeah, to act. At, at one point, Sterling K. Brown threatens this child. And the child is like, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, he's 12. He's not going to. Uh, like, yeah, that. He, no, he Come learns on. the predator's language in a matter of minutes just yeah just fucking around with the buttons uh, i mean it's maybe it's the, it's the cliche savant thing he just becomes rain man but it doesn't show any of the neural atypical thing it just gives you the oh it's just a superpower yeah which you know it's a very glossed over way to look at it that's why we're beating it up it just yeah and it, it just feel i mean without getting too nuanced about it, it just, it doesn't feel right. It feels weird. It's a weird direction for this movie to take because this feels like a very much a mainstream blockbuster, not a thoughtful Oscar bait take on, you know, autism and other, you know, uh, you know, more serious issues. This is supposed to be an action movie. I'm just saying my take on this Chumpzilla's thesis, Shane Black is not equipped to appropriately address the issues he tried to tackle here. And I'd say he gets it two thirds of the way right, but the last 30 fumbles. If you had said one third, two thirds. If you had said fair, this child is a genius prodigy, the movie does not change even slightly. And every time they say he's got Asperger's, instead they said, He's a genius prodigy that's just brilliant with pattern recognition. Mm -hmm. The movie does not change even a little. And you don't have to change the way the kid acts even a little, which is where I'm like, I mean, you're right. It does mm -hmm. render some of the uh, autism angle move. If you, if you just have him as a genius savant, you don't have to go the whole other way with it. I mean, in inclusion's like important. It's just this movie Agreed. doesn't know what it's doing. Correct. Yes. It's not a great representation of inclusion. At all. And it, it's no. sort of offensive in most ways. And it's like kind hard of. to believe how like tone deaf it is. It sort of dismisses all of it as this Captain is, This is a movie like head. where this guy has this kid with autism and then people are still calling him an R word. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where and that's where Shane Black's sensibilities haven't really progressed since like the late 80s slash early 90s. Yeah. I mean, regardless, that, that like, shows. the whole conceit that the predators would need our DNA to improve themselves is ridiculous because they're already far superior to us. Their technology is light years ahead of ours. And have you seen their dongs? Impressive as well. There, I assume I assume it's got like little face pinchers on the side too, right? Yeah, it's a very. Uh, you, you know oh how, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's got. They have dreads. Yeah. Oh, you know for how, sure. Yeah. You, you yeah. know how the that's their pubes. 
But you know how the aliens have like the second set of jaws? The predators have a second cock. It's like a, it's like it's like a two stage like the staff from Predator Two. Like it's well, it's a shower. It's, it's a grower. Yeah, he's a, he's a grower, not a shower. It's impressive. Yeah. Oh, and I, yes, listen. obviously with the dread pubes. Clearly, I I had no. First of all, it's not dread pubes. It's just immediately behind the head of the penis there are the dreads. Because if you oh. if you think of what a predator head looks like, it's not that far. In, but. Yeah, the old French tickler, got it. Yeah, but no lie. Uh, Thirty seconds ago, I had very much a existential crisis where I was like, "Shit, is there lore that says the predator has two dicks?" I mean, maybe there's a lot out there. I I don't know. I suppose it could it's, be uh, it's food for thought for the next <laughs> for the next person who writes predator fan fiction. Maybe that's your subject to tackle. So they get to the. Uh, Trader predator ship and there's a showdown between the looties and traders men uh, once the upgrade shows up they must join forces uh, what follows is a nonsensical sh- scattershot battle in the woods followed by more m- nonsensical nonsense we're gonna dismiss the fact that traeger gets shot like traeger somehow acquires a predator shoulder cannon yep and just shoots himself in the head with it the end of traeger i'm like I, you're I- which is such a waste. I do have a I question guess. later about like the most ridiculous like redefining of conventional predator lore. And the fact that the weapon just shoots on its own is so ridiculously stupid. I mean, it does explain how a child wearing a predator mask absolutely murders a man. Mm. I mean, it's a shitty guy. Makes no sense that and if that gun is so smart to defend you it would never shoot you in the face what, what, what is the assumption there he just doesn't know how to control it so yeah he like he looked too far and it pointed at his head and somehow shot it, and I'm, it, but i'm like it's so dumb then why does traeger exist why why even give him as much screen time as you do decent and accomplished actor as well oh yeah no i mean and the thing that kills me sterling k brown is the best part of this movie mm-hmm. he is great he's funny he's in he's fun to watch but they don't do anything with him it doesn't now, like there's no theme to the movie that ties yeah, into like yeah. government overreach and you can't control the aliens or you know immediately trying to like turn the aliens into lab animals will make them fight again like none of that is there why even have him other than Sterling K. Brown is carrying this movie? He's just there to be evil. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So but he's fun. So fun evil. Yeah. As I was saying, Nebraska jumps into the engine of the upgrade ship, causing it to explode. Uh oh, and all the loonies are dead at this point, minus uh, McKenna Who's... fights the up. Yeah, McKenna, everybody died. I can never in a remember terrible ways. McKenna fights the upgrade and bracket teleports maybe 70 miles to help him. Yes, this is a thing that happens because there's so much shit cut out of this movie. She just appears after they flew dozens of miles on this ship. And she's got I'm willing to accept key. they flew exactly straight up. They did not. <laughs> that, that, that is absolutely not what's on the screen. <laughs> that, does, that is not what happens. But I'm willing to accept but they flew not, straight up. But also not impossible. Even maybe worse, that's what happened. Not only does she teleport, 
But the predator dog, yes, there's predator dogs in this too that just oh, we look totally like, skipped over the predator dog. They that look looks like Yoshi from Super Mario's with dreadlocks. They're just pitbulls. Uh, they befriended him because they lot lobotomized him. Uh, they shot teleports. him in the head, and somehow it turned him into a Labrador. <laughs> that yeah, is I, such a weird angle. For this why movie. is that there? The brain damaged alien dog just loves them i'm like and he just he eats shit like he's my old bulldog he just eats shit and then throws up it was tyson he could eat a leather glove and then pass it it was impressive moving on yeah so they end up uh, they end up blowing the up the upgrade to smithereens and we get a sequel to you so bad it nearly killed me what which we're gonna talk about in the questions come the end but first the Predator 2018. How many beers are required? We'll start with Chumpzilla. You know what, T-Dubs? Uh, I'm going to give this five pain beers because for whatever reason, this movie tickles basically none of my nostalgia Predator nether regions that I would want a Predator sequel to touch. This is a far inferior sequel to Predator 2. And to get through it, it took me five pain beers. I will say it now. I can expand on it later. The best part of this movie, in my opinion, was that sequel tease. Because that would have been a movie I would have wanted to watch. I would have okay. loved to seen you can expand on that later. fight the Predator. That would have been awesome. That should have been the movie. Five beers. This movie CGI is so bad. It could never have pulled it off. Uh, Captain Cash, how many beers? I... I think Chumzilla's right. I think this is a fiver and it's pain. It's pain the whole way. Like it's not, it's not so bad. I'm giving it a six because there are about four good ideas. This movie has, and there are maybe six good lines where I went funny. I like that. Okay. But over the course of two hours, that is not enough because the rest of the ideas are terrible. Mm. Hey, uh, we're, we're going to do a thing where the uh, predator is upgrading itself with the various DNA of the creatures that it hunts. Oh, but uh, the result of that is just like a bigger predator. You could have done anything. You could have given that predator tentacles. You could have given that predator fucking like laser eyes, literally anything. But your why, answer was it's a predator, does, but bigger. Why does it always come back to laser eyes? Okay. So my I mean, I mean laser eyes is a big deal. If I had laser eyes, yeah. I mean, you fucking be on. I'd be running this planet. My understanding fair, of fair. this movie's original plot slash script is that the loonies and the, the good predator or good predators, because there'd be more than one, would join forces to fight against basically what is David from Prometheus, who's the upgrade predator, who's running all these terrible experiments and and uh, in the pod, which is eventually revealed to just be Iron Man suit predator, is just a series of scientific failures that this upgraded predator unleashes. And it's almost like at that point, it sounds a little bit like a zombie movie. They go to area 50 area 51, which has been preparing for this oncoming war with uh, this alien species. They know has been like also preparing for this war by tinkering with evolutionary science. And none of that exists in this movie. 
it sounded a lot cooler than this just put it that way whereas this movie literally just becomes the predator by the end of course with all the crappy plot points and which is why it's a five pain beer movie it's an awful movie wow i had seen it i had forgotten it mercifully and now i have to remember it and i was way too hard on predator too because i love shane black i i you know i who knows how bad it got behind the scenes of this and obviously the studio studios have a checkered history of meddling with films but this movie is hard to watch yeah this this movie feels hacked to pieces in a lot of different ways that we don't typically experience like this is a very justice league what is the theme of this movie Again, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I think it would have been a better movie had they stuck to a simpler well, plot. Well, this movie makes no sense because its finale is tied to an t- entirely separate movie. When they even talk about these pods throughout the movie, which they only do a couple of times, it's very ominous. What could be in there? Right. Certainly not a fucking mech suit to help you win the oncoming war against the super predators. I it's think supposed the- to be ominous. Again, I feel like they, that's that's the strongest angle in the movie. That's what the movie should have been about. It should have been about the no. predator crashes on Earth, delivering the mech suit, saying, "Guys, prepare! The super predator is coming." The humans not quite understanding it until the super predator shows up. But that's the problem. Super, the super predator kicks ass. Everyone freaks out, and then the rogue group of government, a uh, army guys, whoever the good guys, the A four loonies, however you want to fucking classify them, they're like, "Hey, I'm pretty sure because we've read your fucking communiques that we need to get into this pod." They get the pod, they find it, and in the third act, they fight the fucking super predator with the predator suit. That movie makes like. A good six or seven hundred million dollars if you do it right. But but that's what you're what you're saying is is that's not the movie they wrote. No, and it's not. That's that's wrote what you this hackneyed garbage and that, stuffed it in there. So it of course like it doesn't work at all. It doesn't make that, sense. Who that, is this been, movie for? That, well, is this no, for children? What, my point is, as a uh, fan of the Predator franchise, that's where your money's at, right there. You need to understand, like your audience would die to see a predator fighting a guy in a predator mech suit that's amazing give us that don't tease it that's the movie that's where we're at with this after predator predator 2 and predators we're ready for that we don't need another rehash within the context of shane black it makes no sense so you can say that'd be better but it makes no sense within the context of the movie correct and that's where i think shane black was wrong so here's what i will say I agree the new element of a Predator mech suit would be more interesting than what they gave us, which was just a a standard Predator fight at the end. My problem with the whole movie that I said, hey, put an asterisk on it, we're coming back, is the Predator crash lands, and this Predator ostensibly is here to help deliver a thing that will help us fight the other Predators, and the first thing he does is immediately murder everyone and skin them acting as a normal predator. Why? That's like, because in the end they would have been forced to team up. It would have been a begrudging alliance. Which I okay, yeah. cool. This makes right? no sense. But but this is going back to what 
Chumzilla was talking about, that ending where, oh, he was here to deliver this thing to help humanity is completely at odds with the rest of the film. So the concept of, oh, he's here to deliver a mech suit doesn't fucking work because he's there to actually just, you know, murder people because that's what he immediately does. So, yeah, yeah, a mech suit in the end is better because at least it's different and we haven't seen it before. But in the context of the film presented, still makes no sense and still is not good. It's not satisfying. No, it's, it's terrible. He's not here to help. Yeah. So he was, he was trying to help, but he failed to do so because he can't communicate, apparently. But whatever. Moving th on. This movie's ridiculous. He can communicate by not fucking skinning the first two people he sees. That would be helpful. Like, they didn't even try to kill him. They also, just he showed up because there was a crash. He slaughters an entire hospital, uh, uh, military hospital full of people. So I mean, to be fair, they were kind of fucking sense. with him. So I... Right. Well, okay. And in okay. that, nope. they, they were gonna, like, alien autopsy him alive. Alright, well... Well, seem to agree that this movie simply does not work. We're going to take our first break. And when we do, we're going to hear from our brothers in beer and uh, alien DNA uh, harvesting over at Hop Nation USA. And when we come back, we've got some lingering questions about this movie. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Hello and welcome back to the 166th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wabam Entertainment. And we are talking 2018's The Predator. My first question is favorite scene or kill from this movie because we've been awful negative about it. So this movie is wonderfully gory. Is there a favorite scene or kill that you have? Chumpzilla, quick answers here. Uh, I love the mech suit at the end. That floored me. I'm not going to give it up. I love that. that. That movie, this movie should have focused on that more. That should have been the movie. Period. Well, yeah. Well, unfortunately, that was written in the summer that they had to take a hiatus and then rush this crap back into uh, reshoots. So, no, terrible. Uh, Fine. Captain Cash. You know what I really liked? Truthfully, I like that we got to see the predator bite somebody. I know that sounds silly, but his mouth, has, his mm. their mouths have always looked so kind of freaky and weird. I thought it was cool. We finally got to see the predator bite somebody. That's, That's legit. It. That's legit. I this movie is very gory, and some of it is pretty cool. Uh, pretty good. It's, spear like, it's kill. like Mortal Kombat. The new yeah. ones gory. But my favorite is uh, Nettles is up on the ship, the upgrade predator ship, and the ship has a shield, and Boyd Holbrook smartly ducks under the shield nebraska gets caught above it and yep. he jumps yeah. is is not smart enough and his legs get chopped out from under him and he goes sliding off the ship it's pretty rad very okay okay evil. okay so here's the new personality quiz which of those three do you think you are nebraska the yes. jump well i'm just talking in like terms of overall personality I'm no 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 I i'm asking oh. you are on the predator ship 
The shield is forming. You can duck, you can jump, you can stand there. Oh, what I do would, you do? I, I would duck. See, I would jump. I feel like jump is the move. I'm a ducker. I, I, I'm certainly well, I mean, not a One of us there. is going to live, and it ain't yeah. me. Jumpzilla? Metals. Yeah. Just 100%. stand there. Yeah. Yeah, with his knees, I, he's not jumping. I'm or just ducking. Taking, I'm like, fuck. Take he's the L. Just taking it. <laughs> he's dead. Uh, my second Lean question, into it. Just like put your head down there. That's probably the move. Yeah. Is most annoying or forced callback? I have a very definitive answer for this. Okay. Mine would just be when Casey Brackett says, you are one beautiful mother effer. And it was like, Ugh. no, see, I, I appreciated I the twist, frankly. Mm-hmm. But okay. I hated it. It's, um, uh, it's, it's something. Captain Cash. One I liked or one I found stomach turning? Uh, no. Yeah, one you found stomach turning. The dogs. Because the right. dogs are in predators and their their design in predators is a lot better here it is literally as though they stuck a predator head on a pit bull and changed their mouth instead of having that weird crab thing to just be a pit bull's yeah. mouth now and i'm like this is ugh, this is bad guys li- listeners before you get all hot bothered or listener uh, this was meant to be a sequel to those films. It was not a reboot. In no, no, I mean, it, it, like, it plays as an interquel for sure. It, it literally references Keys, which is Gary Busey's character from Predator 2, by having his son, something Keys, be a Jake Busey. Yeah. Literally, Jake Busey's yeah. in this thing. Welcome back to the pod. Loved you in Starship Troopers. Two issues. Uh, one... They don't even they reference the name keys, but bring it up, right? Like really reference Predator 2. Two, he never plays an electric green fiddle. Mm. That's a problem for me. I mean, fair. It this movie gets I'm gonna say two times better if they contrive a way to have Jake. I'm sorry, yes, Jake Busey play an electric fiddle. Preferably a neon one. Uh, it's he's such a painfully thin character. Like he literally is just there to bleed and go follow him. Like it. <laughs> That's it. Like why would you not? Like my only guess is that Jake Busey could not be the Traeger character. Either, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm hoping Jake, like, Jake. Jake's not a bad actor, right? But like. Either they didn't feel like Jake Busey could be the principal villain or they thought using a Gary Busey character twice was too much. I don't know the answer, but there's no reason for him to be here other than to go, oh, yeah, no, Gary Busey was in Predator 2 and that's his kid. Oh, okay, cool. You know what? That's if it. you're gonna If you're going to use the Predator mech and it's just reincarnated Gary Busey as RoboCop Predator mech, this movie is a thousand times better. But Chumpsilla, worst, uh, least favorite callback. You know what? It's one of the bad, like, fake Shane Black jokes in the movie because it's so terrible. Uh, I think it goes something like, what's the difference between five big black guys and a joke? Baxley's mom can't take a joke. 
Oh yeah, there's a couple of things in here. Oh, they try so hard to get that like vibe from the first movie. Very hard, yeah. With 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 Shane Black's uh, what's his character's name? Um, Hawkins. Hawkins. Hawkins doing like the bad and appropriate jokes, and it's like, oh, let's just do a a a black guy joke, and it's like, oh fuck, come on. Like Keegan Michael Key is funny. I have seen him be funny many many times he's just getting a shit part like uh, my my only thought is shane black was like hey i'm gonna write a shane black character but you know what i'm shane black so fuck that guy let me give him the worst lines possible right i feel like it's a sabotage like if everybody else in that bus went man shut the fuck up you're that ain't shut up no it would have been fine they actually all pick on the guy with tourette's which Shane Black's credit, Shane Black has Tourette's, but then why write it as a part yeah, to be a punchline? I don't ever seen well, I mean, if you've ever seen an interview with Shane Black, he doesn't have like your stereotypical, like, because that's not tick. how Tourette's work. It's Tourette's, not, it, it's a specific yeah. tick. It's not, I'm gonna say all the worst things I can think of, shit, fuck, <sighs> cock, something. It like for a movie that wants to use neuroatypicality as a superpower it has no understanding of neuroatypicality or mental illness which feels harsh to say to call it mental illness well i'm like what are you doing to to be fair its conception of tourette's and i guess this isn't being fair is equivalent to deuce bigelow male gigolo's conception of what tourette's is that's, yes, that's actually fair. Exactly that's, the that's, same. That's, that's about right. Yeah. How? Uh, that movie so, came out in 1998? Something like that, yeah. So 20 years before this. Uh, anyway. We have two more questions. The, okay. The penultimate question is, uh, we've had several attempts to reinvigorate the Predator franchise. In your mind, what would have been the perfect Predator sequel? I'll kick us off. It's very clear. Uh, Arnold... It's my, one of my great what ifs, right? I, I mentioned this. I was on that podcast, which I talked about last week. I love that movie, talking about Predator. And knowing that Predators was written for Arnold, just having that character back, that's what the sequel so desperately needed. Now, if you take him and you put him on the Predator's home planet, even better, right? If, the, if like you're taking that Predator script, you're putting Arnold in that role, getting probably a more competent action director, which we'll talk about when we do Predators next week, uh, because I like that movie, but I have a lot of issues with the action. Uh, That's my perfect sequel. Now, from what I've read of Prey, that too sounds like an ideal sequel for me. You don't necessarily have to go bigger, keep the story grounded, make it very simple. This is a fight to survive from something better equipped than you that works for me if you do it well whereas predator 2 tried to be bigger and badder and better and it kind of failed in most ways this movie just doesn't know what it wants to be and that's a huge problem so my ideal sequel either keep it grounded or you would have gotten arnold back and you know what arnold doesn't even need a team in the sequel let's just go john matrix style i don't give a shit let him kill a whole horde of predators but this is not my ideal sequel i can tell you that much 
for sure. That, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I don't think Cash. this is anybody's idea of a great sequel. I mean, honest. So after Predator 2, I, I'm hoping, and Prey doesn't come out for another four days. Well, at the time of this recording. But that's the move, right? It's Predator in various times. Like, the Predator has been at this since at least the 1700s. Show me weird Predators doing stuff throughout time in different locations. It's the same. Like, it's it's like Michael Myers, but rather than only being at Crystal Lake. I'm sorry, Jason. That's Jason, yeah. Haddonfield, Illinois. Yeah, yeah. So rather than only being at Crystal Lake, Jason can now go to Spo oh God. I just said it, which should be Jason in space. You know what? I don't but, know. I don't have a good answer no, for what the something. ideal Predator movie is. Because I came up with series, Jason in space. What game series do you really enjoy? I do enjoy the Assassin's Creed series. Assassin's Creed. And what does Assassin's Creed do? You're a that. pirate. You're in the American Revolution. You're fighting in the Crusades, I think. I, Vikings. I stopped playing them. Vikings. That's interesting. You're naturally changing the setting and the style of warfare and the hunt for the predator. That works for me. It's contained. You're not creating a whole bunch of stupid shit to the lore, which this movie tries way too hard to do. Chumzilla, you said the robot thing, which I think you're insane, but is that your ideal sequel? To just have him be Tony Stark? The way you look at it, t-dubs bear with me you look at godzilla as a motif for this you've got the monster the monster becomes the hero and you want to see the monster now in evolving epics against other creatures one of the best godzilla you just invented alien versus predator not really no but i know it was already it was already invented (laughs) but one of the best godzilla movies is godzilla First, Mechagodzilla. And I think... But Mechagodzilla is the bad guy. Right. So you flip the script and you have a mech suit, Predator versus Predator. That's a good movie. I think that would have been interesting and entertaining. I I, I think our monster movie lore has led us towards that kind of conflict. And I think that'd be... Okay. I'd pay my... $10 $10 to see that. Here's where I'll side with you. You're not wrong entirely. Okay. Okay. Um, Fair enough. This movie, if you're making a sequel and you're going to do something like Alien vs. Predator, for example, mm-hmm. um, you do not need humans. I like to believe that the audience is sophisticated enough that if the predators are communicating in their language and it is subtitled and the action is cool, that movie can hold up on its own because it's going to be badass. It's going to be a splatter fest. Yeah. And you know what? Like, you don't need stupid quips. And, like, what does Boyd Holbrook add to this movie? He's charming, sort of. Is he? Kind of. Kind of? I, don't, I don't know that I agree. Like, He's charming. Does, I, bet, I bet that guy looks amazing in his underpants. I'm just saying. Well, he was an underwear I, model. So. so, listen, if you took Sterling K. Brown and made him the Holbrook character, stop. Maybe I can only get so You got erect. a movie. But like, I'm just, yeah. Holbrook in general, though, is such a generic cipher of a human. His setup is so weak. 
That and I'll hold that against Shane Black. He does a very poor job of setting up these characters to make them seem like we should care about them. Well, he's not really likable, and he's actually just an amalgamation of better written Shane Black characters. Yes, exactly. There's there's no reason to care about any of those assholes, and Shane Black, as the writer, does nothing to encourage us to like do when so. he says, "You touch me again, I'm going to break your neck." It's a line like just stolen from uh, the last Boy Scout. Uh, Joe Hollenbeck. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing that kills me is go back and look at Predator, can right? Just, the first stop, one. Stop, stop, stop. Can we just can we just take him over to maybe address the giant elephant in the room? Yes, and me. Shut it, up for a second. Is, let me it, let me finish it up. Hold on. Is Shane Black perhaps a hack? No. No. Now let me finish not. my thought. Okay, go ahead. All right. John Matrix does not have a lot of character either. He puts you know ears. He has a daughter. Yeah. He enjoys ice cream. You know what John Matrix is, though? Played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's got an interesting voice and is gigantic. So that can carry it. None of what... Who plays Holbrook? Like, I mean, like, the bad guy from Logan. Boyd Holbrook, yeah. Plays like, McKenna. Go fine, McKenna. You, if you gave McKenna like the accent and the robot arm he had from Logan, maybe this gets better is all I'm trying to say. I just that's, think that's we, not wrong. We did Kong Godzilla versus Kong on this podcast. And one of the big things we all agreed was, well, why are the humans here? And if you're going to make a big fun monster movie, predators talk, they communicate. Just give us predators. And I guarantee you, if you write a good movie, how many Pixar movies have we fallen in love with animated characters or monsters? Yeah. It's, not, it's not hard to write a character that people can associate with. And Perhaps. none of these humans can't. You, you can't. None of them are real people besides no. Nebraska. Perhaps the biggest oddity of all of this is that Shane Black and his buddy that helped write this movie both worked on Monster Squad. Fred Decker. Right there, which which is a movie that does connect on a different level. That movie does have that like emotional attachment to it, whereas this Predator movie has zero of that. Yeah, so we're going to take our second break, and we're going to hear from our Wobam Entertainment brothers over at the Double Turn Podcast. And when we come back, we've got the Apex Predator Trivia Challenge. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side hello and welcome back to our 2018 the predator episode of hops and box office flops and we are on to our apex predator trivia challenge gentlemen we have a standard five question multiple choice format quiz to chime in either stick with one of our stalwarts or say it's above your pay grade cliche because this movie is full of them or goddamn space aliens Goddamn space aliens. Are we ready? Goddamn yes. space aliens. FYI, the winner gets the lobotomized predator dog. He don't is want truly that. 
hard wait, wait, pass. Friend. <laughs> I could use a pet. Thank you. Yeah, give it Chumzilla. That's listen. I, however this goes, please ship ship it to Chumzilla. Okay. I don't think that All thing right. would get along yeah. well with my cat. Well, he doesn't. I can't uh, send him on a plane. I'll have to drive him to you. So he's kind of a feisty one, even with the, you know, missing frontal lobe. So number one, the Predator is actually the second highest grossing film of the franchise, uh, which. I forgot to mention uh, earlier in the pod, but it made about 159 on a budget of 88, but it only made 51 in the United States. And of course, the reviews, like ours, were terrible. Uh, but if you account for inflation, how much less did it make than the original? Is it A, 85 million? Is it B, 95 million? Is it C, 105 million? Or is it D, 115 million? Goddamn space aliens. Captain Cash. 115 million. Incorrect. Damn. I'm going to go with C. 105 is also incorrect. It was 95 million because oh, $98 million in so 1987 close. equates to roughly $256 million in 2022. Huh. Number two, this renowned actor was originally cast as the lead of this film. Before dropping out due to scheduling conflicts. Is it A, Charlie Hunnam? Is it B, <laughs> pod favorite, Kai Jortney? Is it C, Benicio Del Toro? Or is it D, Garrett Hedlund? Farts and tarts. Chumsilla. It is C, Benicio Del it Toro. It is Benicio Del Toro. Let the record show. I knew that too. But, and this is crucial, I do appreciate how you took the time to give us a like a wide breath of the whitest nobody actors ever. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, <laughs> like you only did, you were missing Sam Worthington. I would have liked to Sam Worthington. Yes. In there. yes he should have That's, been there. Yeah. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. That answer sort of gave itself away. Cause all the other actors were just different variations of Boyd Holbrook. We had British Boyd Holbrook and Charlie Hunnam. We had uh South African, <laughs> Boyd Holbrook, and Kai Jortney. And we had seemingly less charismatic Boyd Holbrook and Garrett Hedlund, <laughs> who oh, was no. apparently going to be Captain America, but refused oh, to screen. Oh, that goddamn bullet. Holy he refused shit. to screen test for Marvel. And so Chris wow. Evans got it. Yep. Love you, Chris Evans. Yep. So they're not even to, mad. Good job. Tron Legacies, Garrett Hedlund, blew his career because he thought he was too good to screen test for Disney. Wow. All right, number three. And we're at one nothing, Chumzilla. As mentioned, this film mm -hmm. was heavily tinkered with. In fact, this actor's role as a, as a military general was cut from the film entirely. This would have been the general that worked at Area 51 that basically shed light on this impending war that they've been preparing for for decades. Was it A, Edward James Olmos? Was it B, Sam Elliott? Was it C, Michael Ironside? Or was it D, Brian Cox? Parts and Tarts. Chumpzilla. I believe it's A. It is Edward James Olmos. And oh, oh, man. In early teasers, apparently he's in them. So there's yeah. trailers of this movie with scenes that are not in the film. For example, the trailer that I'll post to Twitter after this. It, you see Boyd Holbrook looking up 
up at the sky, like saying, come and get us mother effers, which is basically after they win this fight with the upgraded predators, he looks to the stars and like, come and get us. And that's in the trailer, but obviously not in the movie. That's the last shot. Yeah. That's depressing. Yeah. And you put that in the trailer. Uh huh. Well, it's boo, like, boo, boo. dude, this movie, as much as any movie you've ever done, reminds me of the theatrical cut of Justice League. Right. Yeah. Put, putting all the worst possible things in the trailer. No, putting all the things in the trailer that aren't actually in the movie. Well, yeah, exactly. Which that's bad. That's bad. You're, you're yes. not, you're, you're misselling the movie with all the false advertising. Yeah. Which, you know, by the way, WB did when the 4K for justice league was being released they released it with scenes again that were not in that fucking movie still using the snyder material which is oh my god the height of just disingenuous hackery Mm -hmm. all right Mm -hmm. captain cash you can still tie you can still get this lobotomized dog damn again i really don't want that lobotomized dog but okay I i will take good care of it number four Arnold has declined to reprise his role in the franchise on numerous occasions, including in this film and an AVP, which was shocking to me. <laughs> they had the fucking stones to ask him to appear in that crap. They should have the cash. I mean, they had the stones to ask him to appear in this, and I yeah. think I'd rather do the, it's, the AVP. It's a sliding right. scale. Uh, but Dutch did appear in this predator video game what was it titled mm. oh, can I, I, I just got it i got it can i i mean that's against the rules but i'll it is against you, the rules but i'm really it, excited sure. about it okay uh get to the chopper it's it's alien versus predator i play it with the kids all the time on the arcade it's great is dutch in that dutch is in that he's got oh. a robot arm it's He's Dutch okay. Schaefer. Okay, so I didn't know he was in that arcade game. That, that, is, his no. that is his full name, Dutch Schaefer. So That's I'll give you a bonus point for that. Okay. And now you can actually win the game because if you get this one and the next one, you win. Uh, so okay. is it A, Predator Concrete Jungle? Is it B, Alien versus Predator Extinction? Is it C, Predator Hunting Ground? Or is it D, Predator VR? C predator hunting ground. That's you did, my final you answer. You did not chime in, so uh, uh, I, farts and tarts. I, yes. C predator hunting ground. That is correct. Uh, he was mm. a DLC character, and it is his huh. likeness and the whole deal. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So, no, I mean so, that's fair. Listen, no, we're, we're I, still tied. I'm we're happy still tied. to still tie potentially, but no, well, like the alien versus predator game has the the alien discs and the extendable pole. And, it's a great it, arcade game. It is. It's a beat em up. It is it a is great a beat em up. up. It's it one of my favorite beat em ups. I think the Punisher with Nick Fury and the Punisher is my favorite. It's also those very good. 90s uh, beat em ups. Mm-hmm. Obviously, besides the Turtles games. But uh, oh. technically, you're up three to one, Chubzilla, which means you win because you did get that uh, question. Oh, so damn. you've oh. got a dog, a really obedient and friendly dog who I, I could take smite your enemies. I'll take excellent care of him. Yeah. He seems quite friendly. But number five, co-writer of this film, Fred Decker, previously mm. collaborated with Black on a couple of films, including mm. the cult classic Monster Squad, which mm-hmm. you mentioned. He also once directed this poorly received sequel. 
Was it mm. A, Expendables 3? Was it B, RoboCop 3? Was it C, Triple X, State of the Union? Or was it D, Highlander 2, The Quickening? I'm going to shoot. Tom Silla. RoboCop 3. Correct. And it pretty much killed his career. Huh. Mm-hmm. He, that movie is, in fact, terrible. He signed Absolutely. on to do that movie, and they're like, oh, by the way, Peter Weller's not coming back. Oh, and uh, this is PG-13. Uh, hey, Captain Cash. Yike. Captain Cash, pod favorite actor, does appear in RoboCop 3 as RoboCop, as Murphy. Do you remember who he is? I have not. I don't think I ever saw RoboCop 3. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's the guy from, it's the guy from Thinner. Yeah. Thinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yes, it's amazing. That's uh, fucking, that's fucking yeah. Christ. Wow. So, wow. Okay. So, Chumpsilla, you, you've won the dog, and we're on to recommendations. I love pets. Uh, so, Captain Cash, why don't you kick us off with what you have on tap for this week? The Harley Quinn show is back for season three, baby. Love that show. It's on HBO Max. It's pretty funny. Enjoyed it. 10 for 10. Do recommend. Okay, Chumpzilla, what do you recommend? You know what? Just on the highlight of that last uh, quiz question, uh, RoboCop 3 does suck, but RoboCop 2, not that bad. Check it out. It's it's, it's essentially the Predator 2 of RoboCop. Sequels. It is, and it's very on brand for all these uh, Predator sequels. Yeah, RoboCop 2, if you haven't seen it in a while, go watch that again. It's, it's a lot of fun. Is it as good as RoboCop? No. Is it a lot of fun? Yes. Watch it. Okay. So uh, today is Arnold's birthday, the day we're recording this. So mm-hmm. I feel like I have to recommend something Arnold specific. Absolutely. Uh, last week we did a fairly nihilistic view of LA in 1997 with Predator 2. So in uh, coordination with that nihilism, I'll recommend The Running Man. Oh, uh, which was way ahead of its time, and of course, heavily uh, cribbed uh, by the Hunger Games, amongst other things. It, it, it's a Stephen King property. It's a Stephen King property. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Hunger Games. Uh, if you're a fan, I'm sorry, but basically just ripped off ideas from a lot of better things, including mm-hmm. the Running Man, Battle Royale, the Long Walk, Battle Royale, the, the, the Long Walk, also. Yes. King. which was a richard bachman thing but the running man yeah. uh it's it is it's a lot of fun yafit koto's in it uh, jesse the body's in it uh it's it's fantastic so uh richard dawson who was the host of family feud once upon a time isn't maria conchita and maria conchita alonzo appears in it and that was my arnold specific happy birthday to my favorite actor recommendation i i would recommend the gray man but just wasn't quite awesome enough to do so Uh, i've heard nothing but bad things yeah i'm recommending the gentleman because once upon a time we did a guy Ritchie movie on this podcast and that was king arthur which so desperately wanted to channel more guy Ritchie, and was stuck within the constraints of the studio system the gentleman is free on netflix uh it is full-on guy Ritchie. Uh, British gangster shit where Matthew McConaughey is an American weed kingpin living in Britain. Charlie Hunnam is in it. uh, It's, it's great. It was a lot of fun. Obviously 
as Guy Ritchie movies want to do. It's told non-sequentially. It's really good. Uh, Colin Farrell's in it as a uh, overweight uh, boxing coach. Charlie Hunnam is uh, Matthew McConaughey's right-hand man. It's a lot of fun. And it's free on Netflix, so I highly recommend that. But happy birthday to Arnold. I love you, big guy. Oh, lest I forget, Hugh Grant also in The Gentleman as a sleazy, uh, almost TMZ-style uh, investigative journalist, and he's really good in it. So Nice. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely highly recommend. Um, if you love Lockstock, if you love Snatch, this is much more in line with that stuff. So rock and roll up. Remember, you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at WriterTLK. Captain Cash can be found at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most social media. Chubzilla can be found nosing through your trash with his newly found Predator Dog or at Chubzilla8 on Twitter. And the Absent McCheese can be found at HBOF McCheese on Twitter. Be sure to check out Wabam Entertainment at WabamEntertainment.com or at W-O-B. B-A-M-E-N-T on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to like, share, and subscribe and connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. By the way, guys, I was just sitting around. You know, I just unlocked Indiana Jones and Fortnite with Captain Cash last night. And I thought to myself, Hops and Ford Tough Flops. Why not? Wow. Why not a little Harrison Ford mm-hmm. flavor? I've been wanting to do Hollywood Homicide for ages. Josh Hardnett, rise one up. Of, yeah, one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Anyways, in the end, listeners, remember one thing. You're not here to find out if we're crazy. You just want to make sure the label sticks. We'll see you next week for the third installment of Hops and Hunting Ground Flops. The much superior Predators, starring Adrian. It's such Brody. a good movie. I like this movie. I do too. I like it. I wouldn't say I like it a lot, but I like it. I mean, it, <laughs> listen, it's is it perfect? No, but did you know when we did the give me the perfect Predator sequel? I, w- I was going to be like, well, it's the movie that I want that I'm doing. Predators. That's that's what I was here for. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the perfect movie. Uh, maybe, I guess. Not also, I have, a, no. I have a great recommendation for next week based upon one of the people that's in uh, Predators, but we'll save it for then. We'll see you next time. <laughs>